Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Here's a scary story for car owners sent to me by several people. Dealership techs caught tampering with customers' brakes, police say. So the fact that the police are involved, yes, this has been escalated just a little bit. Nico DiMatteo wrote this for the Drive.com. Several people sent it to me. On August 10th, Pennsylvania State Police held a press conference to announce that two mechanics from a dealership in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, were charged with two separate crimes for tampering with a customer's brake pads. WTAE Pittsburgh reported that two mechanics allegedly damaged the customer's brake pads intentionally with a screwdriver after the customer brought the car in for an inspection. At the time of the inspection, a mechanic of the garage relayed that the car didn't pass inspection due to a brake pad separation, said the Pennsylvania State Trooper who was speaking at the press conference. When the customer first brought the car in for the first inspection back in June, the mechanic said that the driver's side rear brake pad was separated and needed to be replaced. Now, the customer didn't buy it for some reason, so he thought that he knew the car well enough to know that wasn't the case, so he took it someplace else for a second opinion. The second mechanic told the customer that the car was fine and should pass inspection. So then the customer went back to the dealership in this story for another inspection. And the mechanic again said the passenger side rear brake pad was separated. So the trooper says, at that point, our victim knew something was totally incorrect. The customer then called the state police, whose vehicle fraud investigation unit went to the dealership and started poking around. Interestingly, according to the trooper's statement, the two mechanics involved both confessed to intentionally tampering with the brake pads by jamming a flathead screwdriver into them to cause a separation. So the trooper says, and this is a quote, both mechanics did relay that they did put the screwdriver in there and one even actually used a hammer to cause further separation. So I know some people, when they hear these stories, they go, Steve, they're accusations. Someone accuses somebody of doing something. How do we really know? Well, if the two guys actually admitted it, that kind of goes a long way towards there might be something to this story. Maybe. At the moment, it's unclear exactly what sort of separation the trooper is talking about. It's possible the mechanics used a flathead and hammer to separate the friction material from its backing plate, which would then become dangerous and require replacing. Though at the moment, further specifics of the damage are unclear. However... Despite the fact that the mechanics allegedly confessed to the state police, the dealership released a statement to Action 4 to defend both the mechanics and itself. Now, here's here's the quote. First, as a company, we've not been cited for anything. Second, the facts expressed at the press conference regarding the two team members who were cited are not accurate, and the truth will come to light. Multiple service personnel inspected the brake pads and all agreed that they did not pass inspection. It is our assessment that no one at our facility forcefully separated the pads or in any way damaged them. That is not how we conduct business. That is not who we are. There would have been no benefit whatsoever to the technicians to operate that way. Except they could sell the guy a brake job of some sort, right? Currently, though, both mechanics are being charged with criminal mischief an unlawful activity. It's also important to note that both mechanics claim to have tampered with the brake pads on their own. So charges are not being brought against the dealership, and that would explain why the dealership has not been charged with anything. And so here's the problem. Any place that has a bunch of employees 
It's always possible that employees can go rogue on you. They can do stuff on their own, whether or not management knows about it. Now, I've heard of businesses, I'm not saying mechanics necessarily or garages, but I've heard of businesses where as a way to make more money, management will tell its workers, do the following things, which might be a little bit you know, unethical. But if the people do it on their own, management might not know about it. And the only question becomes, are they supervising these people properly to understand what they're doing and not doing? The investigation is still ongoing, so there may be more details to come. But if uh, this dealership is your dealership or where you get your car's state inspection, you might want to follow the investigation. Right now, the investigation will stay open, concluding the disposition of these charges. If anyone else out there in the public has a concern or an issue with that same garage and gives us a call, we can reopen that, start a new case, or look further into the dealership itself. So I've mentioned before, I'm in Michigan. Michigan does not have a mandated safety inspection for our vehicles, so we don't have to deal with this particular thing at all. Uh, There was a brief period of time where tailpipe emissions were checked in a three-county area. And you had to get that little slip once a year to prove that your car passed inspection of its tailpipe emissions, unless it was brand new. However, that's no longer the case. So there's no inspections of any sort. More interesting, and I've, I've written about this before, and I've also, I think, told the story before, that before I went to law school, I brought my car to a transmission shop in uh, Michigan. And the transmission shop tried to rip me off. And there's no question, and I, I could get into great details, but just trust me on this because this is not the important part of the story. So I filed a claim with the state of Michigan, the, our DMV, uh, Secretary of State's Office, Bureau of Automotive Regulation is called at the time, but it's been changed, the name has. And so they thanked me for complaining and said, okay, thank you very much, you know, whatever. I actually sued the transmission shop at Small Claims Court and I won and they had to pay me, and I got my money. So I was happy. So imagine my surprise when a little while later I saw stories popping up in the newspaper uh, where the Bureau of Automotive Regulation had sent undercover people into that transmission shop and other transmission shops and basically had sent in cars that had no problems and had somebody pretend to be a customer and go, oh, I think my car is shifting funny. And the guy would come back and go, yeah, you need a whole new transmission. And they would actually have the cars inspected before they were brought in. And then they'd be told you need a whole new transmission. And on a couple occasions, they suspected that the dealerships, the the transmission shops, were removing transmissions and doing other crazy stuff. And so at one of them, they executed a search warrant. And they had marked the transmission on the car they had brought in, and the car was in perfect condition. And they said, you need a new transmission. The guy goes, I don't want a new transmission. I'm going to come in and pick up my car. So he goes in and picks up the car. Remember, this is a bait car, kind of. And he goes and picks the car, and the car is running badly now, which is kind of weird. So they take it back to their mechanic, put it up on a hoist. The transmission had been swapped out. So they got a search warrant and went in and found the transmission from this car on a shelf. So a whole bunch of transmission shops in southeastern Michigan went through ownership changes right around that time. Many of them changed names, many of them changed franchises, and many of them went out of business. And uh, it was bizarre, but the thing is that states have got the ability to investigate this stuff, but they so rarely do. 
And once in a while, when they find something that's worth digging into, they'll dig and they'll find something. So interestingly, we'll have to watch and see if the two mechanics that the trooper says admitted they did it, will they continue to admit they did it? Or are they going to down the road someplace go, oh, we never said that. And then, of course, was the, uh, was the uh, interview recorded? That would be the big question. And I've talked about this before, but in the field of evidence, you talk about different things that can be introduced into evidence. And uh, some people might say, Steve, you can't bring into court and, 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 and these guys' statements and say they said this stuff because that'd be hearsay. Well, there are exclusions to hearsay. In fact, many people tell you that the exclusions basically swallow the rule. But one of the things that is not hearsay is a party's own statement. So if you are on trial and you made a statement, they can bring somebody in and say, yeah, I will swear to it that I heard that person say something. You can't object and go, that's hearsay, because it is your own statement. A party's own statement is what they call an admission, whether or not it's in the form of them admitting something or not. They can be merely be stating something, and their own statement is considered an admission. Uh, likewise, one of the exceptions to the hearsay rule is a person making a statement against their own interest. So while let's assume for a moment that we decided it wasn't an admission, the question then becomes, well, is it hearsay or is it a statement against their own interest? Because who in their right mind would tell a police officer, yes, I tampered with those brakes? That sounds like a statement against their own interest. So even if it was hearsay, it would be excused by that rule. So the, the rule exception would let that get in. So the only question is, are these guys going to continue to admit it? Or are they going to say they never admitted it? Or are they going to change their minds? And if so, what happens when they get to court when somebody says, you know, I recorded this guy and he said such and such, or he told me such and such in front of another witness. So these are all things that could happen in court. We'll see. Meanwhile, Drive.com published the story. Nico DiMattia wrote it. Dealership tax in Pennsylvania caught tampering with customers' brakes. Police say. Daryl, Neil, Paul, and Tim all sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. The beaten path is the safest, but the traffic's terrible.